Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the off-season. We've got another installment of our What If series and we're going to have a look at the Parramatta Eels today. Uh, it's been a tough year for you Eels fans and it's about to get a little bit tougher as we uh, rehash some of your very close calls over the last 20-odd years. Uh, we're going to focus on two seasons in particular. We're going to have a look at the 2001 Parramatta Eels who I believe are probably the best team to never win a premiership. Uh, and we've got some pretty damning stats to back that up with. And of course the 2005 Eels. We've mentioned a few times in this series that in 05, obviously we've got the Tigers and the Cowboys who played in that grand final and, you know, a cracking GF, uh, to an unreal matchup. But the two best teams the entire season were the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Tim Smith-led Parramatta Eels. So a bit to dive into here. Uh, I've got my 5'8 with me, Matty the Waterboy. I imagine as a proud South Sydney fan, uh, having the Parramatta Eels around probably gives you a bit of joy. Yeah, I mean, for so many years, it was South as the team that hadn't won a comp in 43 years. And, you know, it actually doesn't give me joy. I, I will I will admit this. Like, it, it's, it's uh, I, I know, I understand your pain, Parramatta fans. And trust me, when you eventually win that premiership, which you will, you'll never, ever forget it because it is just, it's just a relief, first of all. It's such a relief and then then the joy comes, but... Yeah, I, if I was an Eels fan, like I obviously with South, like that was our first GF and we just won it. But like in my lifetime, Para have lost three grand finals and that doesn't even include 05. So I'd say there was four very, very close missed chances. So no, nah, I, I truly do feel your pain, Parramatta fans. Uh, but sorry to rub it in this episode. And I mean, I think that's the, when I look back at, you know, all their close calls, I mean, 01, we'll talk about in a minute. The one thing standing their way was an immortal, Andrew Johns. Mm. 05, they didn't lose a grand final, but what was the thing standing in their way there? Jonathan Thurston. Yeah. 09, Melbourne Storm, you had potentially three immortals standing in their way there. And then you finally get the shot in 2022 uh, and... 
I don't want to say it too early, but you've got a guy like Nathan Cleary who is a potentially just a once-in-a-generation player in a team yeah. that wins back-to-back, arguably one of the greatest teams we've ever seen. Yeah, so like we'll look back at this Penrith team and it'll, it'll be like the Raiders of the 90s. 100%. Or yeah. So uh, as much as it doesn't help the, pl- the pain of the Parramatta Eels fans, it's not like you've just been unlucky against Gumby's. Like you've come up against some... Pretty high-class talent on the biggest stages. Um, as I said, doesn't make it any easier, but fuck, at times I do feel a little bit sorry for Parramatta. And, Matty, do you think it's harder for Eels fans because they've got so close on so many occasions? I mean, would it hurt as much if they were just a fucking basket case? Well, the, they were a basket case from the, the, the start of this yeah. decade, and I think they'd, you know, I think they'd rather be in, in Prems. I guess, like, again, not to make it about South, I promise that's the last time I speak about it, but... If, it's, if I can relate to myself, South have been in the prelims last five years, only made one grand final loss, but as much as it's annoying that we don't win a comp, we're always successful. So it's at least there's joy throughout the year. But yes, it would be very frustrating. And I like, I seriously do feel for you guys. Like, I really do. Yeah, as do I. It's, uh, fuck, it's tough to watch. Oh. Cause also, like, we did the live show before the grand final. And yeah. like, before the grand final, I didn't really care who won, Para or Penrith. But at the locker room, there was, like, only para fans there. There was, like, 90% para fans. And I, like, after, like, speaking to all you guys for, like, an hour and, like, just smashing some blokes, I was just – I was all aboard the fucking heels. And I and I really jumped on the bandwagon. So, it was, yeah, I, it, I was pretty depot when you guys lost. When we arrived at that live show, I, I was going to say at least 80%. I think you were closer when you say yeah. 90%. It was – I couldn't believe – how many Parramatta fans were there and how few Penrith fans were there. And then I thought, oh, you know what? The New South Wales Cup's on at the moment. Penrith are playing that. Maybe they're all inside. They'll be out here soon. We're out there for three hours. No. An hour after the New South Wales Cup finished, there was more fucking Parramatta fans there again. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know I don't know where the I – don't, I don't know what it was like in the stadium because I went home and watched it, but yeah, that, was, that was strange. Yeah, and I, you know, credit to you, Parramatta fans. Fuck, you are loyal. Oh. Good God, like I would have spat. I don't go for a team, obviously, but fuck, I would have well and truly spat the dummy by now. I think. Um, credit to them. There How was, does it feel being able to watch rugby league with just no stress? It's great. It's <laughs> fucking sensational, Maddie. It's the best thing in the world. Uh, but there are, you know, there are times where I go where like I'm cheering a team on in a certain moment because I've called it on a podcast for an upset or whatever, and it. It pulls me apart. I don't know how you fuckers go for a team. I, I don't think I could do it. It was just, unless I was going for Penrith right now. I don't think I could do it. I, I like. I, I literally sometimes see highlights on TV and like I just shudder. Like even I tell you what, here's a perfect example. I shuddered, shuddered <laughs> when Stephen Cryan took that intercept against England. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, my God, it's, PTSD. Hap- it's happening again. I literally, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. No, I, I think I've got, I, I'm stoked I'm in the seat I am in, thank <laughs> God. Um, now, let's get back to the Parramatta Eels. Uh, 2001. If you're too young to remember this season, uh, it is fucking incredible. This side, they... I, I always say they're the best team to never win a comp, in my opinion. They obviously came up against uh, the Newcastle Knights in that grand final. Can you get up the exact score, Matty? I think it was 24-0 at halftime. Yeah, 24-0 at halftime, and they won 30-24. to <sighs> Joey and BK just came out and absolutely fucking blitzed it. it. It's one of the perfect rugby league halves you can see. Um, and then Parramatta. 
They just found their legs. They exploded in the second half, scored 24 points, uh, which is pretty incredible. When you consider in a grand final to score 24 points and a half and you still fucking lose, Mm. uh, it's unheard of. And uh, that that grand final was just crazy. And it really – obviously, we look at 97 and that's Joey's moment, but – Matty, I kind of feel like we sleep on what Joey did in 2001. They were given no hope. No oh. hope. What's a, who, who was his 5'8"? I always forget his name. Sean Rudder. Sean Rudder. I mean, with all due respect to Sean Rudder, what Joey had to do, and even Joey jokes about it himself sometimes, which I think is fucking unreal. <laughs> it, it's just it's mind-blowing what they managed to do in 2001, what Joey managed to do. And there's the old stories about them going to the grand final breakfast and Parramatta being really uptight, you know, and you could just see how nervous they were because all the expectation was on them. Joey's flicking food around. He's taking the piss left, right and centre. Just so relaxed going into that game. And as I said, 97 is the moment we remember Joey for, but 01 was the Clive Churchill game. And I think because they did it so easy in the first half, people forget just how good that Parramatta Eels side were. I totally agree with your statement that we sleep on 2001. I think even though it was like... Joey moment in 97. I think as well because it was the Knights premiership, yep. first premiership. Like I remember speaking to Danny Badiris just like randomly, I think um, when we were on Hooks for Homeless. And I asked him, oh, what's your favourite like rugby league moment? Like expecting him to say 2001 grand final. He's like, oh, 97 grand final. He didn't, he didn't even play. Wasn't in it, yeah. But he just like, yeah, there's something about that 97 because they won what it did for the town, their first win, and obviously the ending as well. But you're right, 2001. But Parramatta, like it would have been less of an upset this year if the Eels beat the Panthers in the grand final. 100%. Like that's like for context, like it's it's just, it, it, it would have been like in 2017 if the Cowboys beat Melbourne. Yeah. That's what it would have been like. And 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 not only did they beat them, they annihilated them. Like I know the scoreline was 30-24, but they, they scored their last try with two minutes to go. Like they were never in the game. Yeah, crazy. And, and also the Knights, um, their completion rate at halftime, 22 from 22. Like they just played the perfect half of football. It's the it, the perfect half of football for me. If you put the Knights 2001 up against the Roosters 2018 grand final, it would be a great game. Yeah, crazy stuff. And you, you, as we've said a few times, you've got to feel for Parramatta fans. When you have a look through their season, they finished with a record of 19 wins, two draws, four losses, which, you know, incredibly impressive. You know, there were still six games that they didn't win there, but it was the fashion in which they did it. Um, in their first 10 games, and cheers to Matty for, for getting all these stats up, in their first 10 games, they only won four games. Crazy. Only won four games in their first 10 of season 2001. From round 11 to the grand final, they only lost one game. So, yeah, they went win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, draw, win, draw. So they didn't even put back-to-back wins together until round 11 and 12. Who, who was their only loss in the stretch at the end? The Warriors got them. 29 to 18 over in over at Ericsson Stadium. Yes, over there in New Zealand. Jeez, mm. that, 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 that era for the Warriors was special too. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how, you know, you quite often look at these great teams. Like you, you, you look at the Melbourne Storm teams and they're, they're so dominant for so long, yet there's always a loss or two in their season to the Warriors because they mm. just play unorthodox footy, especially back then. I used to love – I don't know what the record is now because sometimes you remember – like, I, I remember – I know what you're going to say and I completely agree with you. Yeah, yeah. the Warriors when they go to Brisbane yeah. or Warriors when they'd go to Anzac Day in Melbourne. 
but certainly the Brisbane one. Yeah. Um, but then you look and they've, they haven't won there for a bit. The Anzac Day is always the one that I, I always go, oh, this is always 50-50. Yeah. And then you look at it, you go, well, it's not really, but no. they're still pretty good record. Yeah, like at the moment, like in the last five years, I don't think the Storm have lost. But yeah. if you go back a little bit further, um, yeah, the yeah, Warriors, the Warriors it, used to kill it down there. Yeah, and especially back then, the way they used to throw the ball around, it was, it was very hard to prepare for that because teams couldn't do what they were doing. You, you, you couldn't even replicate it during the week at training or whatever. It was just white knuckle and fucking hold on and, and see yeah. what happens. Hope they're not at their best. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't shock me that that's who Parramatta lost to in that period until the grand final. During the regular season, the Parramatta Eels, they average 32 points per game. Just to give you an indication, the Penrith Panthers uh, won in 2022. They averaged 26 points per game. So, And as much as it doesn't sound crazy, they're scoring one more try per game than the Panthers. I mean, that ends up being almost 30 more tries, mm. which is just unbelievable. And to go a little bit deeper, from round 11 onwards, they average 38 points per game. It's just it's just insane. Like that's, Think about that. That's nearly 40 points a game. Yeah, it, it's almost the equivalent of saying this Parramatta Eels side from – you know, round 11 onwards, they would have beaten the Penrith Penrith side, you know, all on points and hypotheticals and whatever, almost 13 plus every game. Mm. And that's <laughs> not and that's not a fucking stretch of four games. That's like 20 games in a row. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. That's like 40 more tries that the Parramatta Eels scored from round 11 onwards than what the Penrith Panthers did. The best, the best was the stretch between round 19 to round 21, so three games. They beat Canberra 50 to 22. Then they beat the Storm fifty four to ten. Then they beat the Cowboys sixty two nil. I mean, and mate, like if we cast our minds back two years ago when we had that year two thousand twenty one where there was points being scored left, right, and fucking centre, no team was near thirty eight points per game. No, no team was fucking near it, which is just unbelievable. So just to give you an indication of how good this Parramatta side was, and we'll compare them once again to the Penrith side that won last year, that won their second premiership in a row, the third team to do it in 30, 40 years, whatever it might be. The Penrith Panthers last year, points, uh, on average, they scored 636 points. Sorry, throughout the season, they scored 636 (laughs) points. I almost had a fucking aneurysm there. Penrith, 636 points last year. The Parramatta Eels, 839. 200 more points Mm. in a season. And that's the regular season. That's the regular season, yeah. Which... I mean, they, they lost their grand final and scored 24 fucking points. In yeah. it. Like, it's crazy. Um, record for most tries in a season. The Parramatta Eels made it that year, 159. Penrith only scored 119 last year. Uh, records for most goals in a season, 153. Uh, Penrith, 117, which is still pretty impressive. So, 159 tries for Parramatta, kicked 153 goals. Jason Taylor obviously had a pretty high click. They obviously kicked penalty goals and whatnot throughout the season to even that up a little bit. Uh, but once again, as you said pre-show, Matty, Nathan Cleary last year, 119 tries, 117 goals. Penalty goals taken into consideration, we get it. But two pretty impressive strike rates there for Jason Taylor and Nathan Cleary. Yeah. There was a point where Cleary, I'm pretty sure there was a point, this is a weird sidebar, I think there was a point this year where Cleary hadn't been behind on the scoreboard until like until the game he got sent off or something like that. There was some crazy, I might not be 100% accurate on that, but it was crazy on that level. Yeah, that wouldn't, yeah, because they were down 6-0 at that point. Oh, were they? They were down, yeah. They were down, down. yeah. It might have been a week before that, but it was a huge stretch of time. Unbelievable. Now, when you have a look at this uh, Parramatta side from 2001, um, (laughs) 
the amount of talent that was in this team was simply incredible. And I mean, if I was to throw to you now, Matty, and, and I said to you, like, who are the players you remember from 01? Because there's really good players in there, but there's no like a more, there's no Billy Slater, there's no yeah. Andrew Jot, there's no like all time great players. But it was like they got 17 guys to perform at their absolute best in 2001. It's pretty wild to look back on. Yeah, it's it's. I actually had the same thought when I was looking at this team. And again, as I said uh, a couple of pods ago, I've this is the second most watched game I've ever watched because I had it on VCR as a kid. Um, but now I look back, like obviously, like Michael Butner, gun, Jason Taylor, gun. You got Brett Hodgson at fullback. Obviously, Nathan Highmarsh. You got Ian Highmarsh. Um, and then Jamie Lyon was the youngest player on the field, but and like so, like a couple of like fucking A level players there. But you're right, like they didn't have a Joey, did they? they no, they did. And even it, even like a Badiris, they didn't have a Badiris. And, and is this not the greatest bit of evidence? How much premierships matter when you look back at the legacy of players? Oh. Jason Taylor, for example, give him a premiership. It's a completely different conversation. Um, you know, obviously Jamie Lyon, he, he went on to, to win competitions later. Um, David Vilecki in the centres, an absolute fucking weapon. Um, who else? We Nathan Hindmarsh. If you give Hindy yeah. that premiership, where does he sit as far as the best forwards ever all of a sudden? And the, the Matty John show needs to change their change their jokes up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's... I think yeah. I, I think Hind never winning a premiership was one of the best things happened to Brian Fletcher for sure. Oh, without a doubt, without <laughs> a doubt. And obviously, so it's funny. It's yeah. like even though you know what's coming, it's still funny every time, and it still will be in five years' time. <laughs> it's never going to change. It's unreal. I'll tell you what, Hindy is an absolute fucking champion. The way that he takes that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh fuck it, I've got so much hilarious. I've got so much respect for him though. Fuck. Speaking about Hindy never winning a comp. What about the coach Brian Smith? Oh no. Um, just going off the, off the dome, you think about the career of Brian Smith. He went 92-93, took the Dragons all the way to the grand final, beaten by Wayne Bennett. Coaches this greatest team all time without a premiership. The Parramatta Eels 01 takes them to a premiership. Uh, arrives at the Roosters, nine, uh, sorry, loses the grand final there. Arrives at the Roosters nine years later with a team that the 08 Roosters, they got the spoon, didn't they? Or very 09, close to. 09 got the spoon, didn't they? 09 got the spoon, sorry. 09 Roosters. He arrives 2010. Todd Carney arrives at the club. They go all the way to a grand final against the Dragons, beaten again by guess fucking who, Wayne Bennett. This time, Wayne Bennett's coaching the Dragons <sighs> against him. Uh, Brian Smith, one of the greatest coaches we've ever seen, but once again, don't win a premiership. You're not in that conversation. I know. It's crazy. How, how, like, seriously, how unfortunate is that? It's, yeah, uh, his, um, his brother, Rowan Smith, oh, sorry, his son, Rowan Smith, uh, he came on my podcast during last year, actually coached the North Devils that won the Q Cup, I think it was two years ago. Uh, he's now over in England doing very good things, so I want to keep an eye on. I reckon he will coach in the NRL. It's a matter of time. Interesting look at this Parramatta bench, Matty. PJ Marsh, obviously a great player. You got Bobcat Ryan, a young Andrew Ryan. I think we all sometimes we forget that he was in this side. Alex Chan, who uh, he ended up at the Melbourne Storm as well. Uh, I think you will see his young bloke uh, is actually coming through the Melbourne Storm system. He's one of my little black book guys to watch next year. Remember the last name, Chan? And, uh, mate, Jersey 17. Mm. I reckon this guy is so underrated. <laughs> David Solomono. Weapon. Fuck <laughs> hell. He could play. Uh, started at the Roosters, then went to the Parramatta Eels. Uh, he was Great. I think he went over to England. Yeah, he went over to England after that. Played two hundred odd first grade games. 
over there. But once again, I think that if he wins a comp with Parramatta, he's a premiership winner. I reckon his career looks completely different as well. P- PJ Marsh too, because he he lost the premiership the next year as well with the Warriors. Of course he did, didn't he? Yeah. Wow. Never thought about that. Yeah. Now, he obviously came off the bench as the, as the replacement hooker, the utility. The starting hooker, Brad Drew, came from absolutely nowhere that year to win uh, the Dallium Hooker of the Year. Brad Drew, I think it's one of the best seasons by a nine that's ever been put together. You go back and watch him and people forget he started at the Penrith Panthers. He was there for fucking ages at the Panthers. He was there for like six or seven years. Came over to the Parramatta Eels. It's a signing that honestly... We would have hardly spoken about it in the preseason, Matty. It mm. wouldn't have even been on the radar of all that many people. I, I, I obviously don't remember that preseason, but I wouldn't be shocked if there were still conversations, would it be PJ Marsh or Brad Drew? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he just killed it. I really do think it's one of the better seasons by a hooker ever. There's been there's been better hookers. Obviously, your Smithies, these sort of guys, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I think his season there was fucking incredible, Brad Drew. Um, yeah, he was a panther for eight years. <laughs> ages, yeah. Crazy. Uh, we obviously mentioned Nathan Hyde Marsh. I think another special moment here that we forget about, his brother was the other second rower in this team. Mm. Nathan and Ian Hyde Marsh in the back row. So what a moment that would have been. Like, Obviously, for Heine, winning a premiership would have been fucking special. But to win it with your brother in the back row, uh, I don't think we've ever seen premiership-winning brothers in the back row together. Trying to think off the top of the head. We've obviously, yeah, we, we've seen brothers win comps. We've obviously seen halves and, you know, Maddie and Andrew, obviously. But I don't think we've ever seen two brothers in the back row win a comp together, which is incredible. Another really good player in this team, mate, Daniel Wagon. Mm. 13, obviously around for quite some time. But once again, didn't have that premiership. So we probably don't remember him as much as we should. 200-odd first grade game. Start at the Dragons. Made his way over to the Parramatta Eels. Uh, but if it's not Hindy as the guy I wish won a premiership, it's Nathan Kalos. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, a New Zealand great, played out his whole career at the Parramatta Eels, 259 games in the front row, uh, obviously losing two grand finals. Very, very tough gig. A champion player. Meanwhile, his brother Jason's over at the Roosters, winning comps, playing in grand finals pretty consistently. Uh, a tough little gig for Nathan Kalos. Yeah, one, like seriously, one of the all-time greatest, one of, one of New Zealand's greatest. Um, I think, where's he now? Is he coaching at the Roosters? Is he, at, is he still at the Chooks? He's oh, coaching somewhere. He's been around a bit because he was... I, at, I've actually got a feeling he's returned to Parramatta now. Right, because be he was at yeah. Wenty for ages. Yeah. Ages. I think he was their New South Wales Cup coach. Then he went to the Roosters. Um, while you talk, I'll, I'll look that up. Are there one other guy that stands out for me in this team, and we've sort of already touched on him, but uh, Jason Taylor. An incredible career, an absolute goal-kicking whiz. Didn't play as much rep footy as he should have. Actually, did, did he play for New South Wales? Yeah, he, he played two games yeah, for yeah. New South Wales. Uh, should have played a lot more than that. Obviously, in a great era of halfbacks, Jason Taylor obviously started in 1990, so he's sort of in the peak of Alan Langer's career during the early parts. And then Andrew Johns emerges the back end of his career. Uh, pretty crazy stuff. And you need to consider as well that Jason Taylor, 2001, that was his last season. Oh, it was too. So he'd already played 10-odd years of first grade, had been incredible throughout it. But to finish that year with the most points in a season and all that sort of stuff, 2,107 points. It it took Andrew Johns to break his point-scoring feats. And it's not like he was in a champion team the entire time. He started at Western Suburbs, went to North Sydney, uh, had a season with the Northern Eagles, then ended up at the Parramatta Eagles, who had a cracking season. But 
you know, he wasn't in like premiership winning teams and whatnot and scoring points all over the place consistently. Like he had to work for those in, in, in teams that were good, but not great. I tell you what I find incredible that Para broke all these try scoring records in 2001. Yet they didn't like Jason Taylor wasn't the top point scorer and he wasn't even, oh, he wasn't the top point scorer. No, it was Andrew Johns and Ben Walker. So Northern oh, I Eagles. I just assumed you was. Yeah. Wow. Northern Eagles and obviously Newcastle tied for top point scorer with, 200 and fucking, all right, let's have a look. So there, they got 279. So, I, yeah. I'll tell you what, Matty, on, on a bit of a personal note, uh, one of my favourites in this team, and I, I, I talk about him all the time at home, uh, whenever Beck's carrying on, I call her Jason. You work out why? Jason. Who's the winger for Parramatta? Jason Moody. <laughs> one of my favourites. She fucking hates it. <laughs> Absolutely hates it. I'm going to use that. Yeah, I'd be stealing it. Um... Now the other guy, the other guy we haven't spoken about. I'm not going to steal that. I'll get in so much trouble. <laughs> the other one we haven't really spoken about just yet is uh, Jamie Lyon for the Parramatta Eels. Now, his debut season was the year before in 2000. He played a handful of games in that season, but it was this year that he really kicks on. And you know, obviously, we said that they started a little bit slow. Then from round 11 onwards, they absolutely brained it. When you have a look back at this season for Jamie Lyon, he didn't score a try. Until round 13. Fuck. So he's in his second year of first grade. Didn't score a try until round 13. Uh, to be fair, he sort of jumped around 5'8", bench uh, centre in the first few weeks. Locked himself into centre from about round six onwards. Uh, and then you get to the finals where they played three games. He scored four tries in three games as a 19-year-old in his first final series. Uh, and then he gets selected for the Kangaroos in which he's the starting centre for every single for all three games of that series. So a pretty impressive knock for a young guy there. There's a stretch of four weeks during this season where he scores nine tries, and then during the final series, uh, obviously scores four tries in three weeks, scores two tries in the second half of the grand final as well in that loss. So, so to put it simply, he scored no tries in the first three months, and then yep. in, the last, in the last 17 weeks he scored 15 tries. As a 19-year-old in his second season of first grade. Yeah when he wasn't even in the starting team at the start of the season. He was on the bench, jumped in at centre, jumped in at 5'8". Uh, unbelievable. And obviously, Jamie Lyon, we, we all know what happened a couple of years later. He leaves the NRL, goes home, goes over the Super League, wins a Man of Steel, returns with the Manly Seagulls. And um, it's crazy, Matty. Like, we all, I'll always remember him as a Manly Seagull. Yeah, of course. But I'll tell you what, fuck, if he scores two tries in the greatest grand final comeback of all time and wins that premiership... It's a little, yeah, it's a little bit closer. Narrative changes a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely a little bit closer. Like, yeah, to me, he's always Manly, only yeah. because, um, mainly because 2001, I was pretty young as well. Yeah. Um, I mainly just remember him in Manly just killing it, but you're certainly right. If he, if he was a premiership winner at Manly, it would have been slightly different. The 29 games he played that year. That's a he lot is. of footy for a 19-year-old. 29. Yeah. Wow. Incredible stuff. Mate, is there anyone else in that 2001 side when we have a look? Oh, one name we haven't mentioned is Luke Burt. Yeah. Another guy didn't win a premiership. Might have had hair back in uh, 2001 just quietly. But he, he deserved He deserved He was in 09 as well, so. Yeah. One of the few that were, were in both, so that's very unlucky. We said, obviously, uh, Jamie Lyon, he scored two tries in the grand final. The other man that scored two tries was Brett Hodgson as well. Yeah. Um, thankfully, Brett, you know, he obviously had, you know, this grand final loss. He had the origin moment and whatnot, some 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 disappointing moments in his career. But fuck, he had some highlights. His origin debut, 
still to this day one of the greatest we've ever seen. And of course, uh, the 05 Premiership, where I think he was top point scorer that year for the Tigers. He absolutely killed it. Uh, I, I think he was top point scorer in 05 for the comp as a whole. And he was top try scorer for 2001 for the for power. Was he really? Yeah. How many tries did he score? 21. 21 tries. Jeez, that's a good knock. Uh, so, yeah, Brett Hodgson obviously had a couple of lows in his career, but, fuck, he had some cracking highs as well. And after losing in 01, uh, it was great to see him bounce back in 05 and win that comp. Matty, anyone else you want to touch on in this Parramatta side? I think we've pretty much covered them all. Covered it. Yeah, yeah. we've gone pretty in-depth. And, um, yeah, <laughs> said it a few times, but without a doubt for me, the greatest team to never win a premiership. A very, very disappointing uh, sorry, season. Sorry, let me let me just correct myself. He yep. was the top try scorer for the Eels. So Blacklock scored the most for the Dragons. That's when he was scoring fucking 10 Fun, tries a game. Yeah. So Parramatta didn't have the top point scorer or the top try scorer that wow. year, which is crazy. And, you know, like I mentioned it on a podcast the other day, and like you, you can go back and have a look at these seasons. Like they were so good at the back end of the season. There was moments where Brian Smith would take players off and leave 12 on the field that's, that's, just to test them. That's just that's just disrespectful. Oh, mate. It, it, like and I, <laughs> like in, the, in the best possible way. Yeah, that's in the best so possible good. way. It's crazy. But that's the that's – the, that's the level they were at when you're, you know, for, for that last 20 weeks, I think you said, Matty, averaging 38 points per game. That's just taking the fucking piss. It's crazy. It's, it's almost a point every two minutes. Also, I know Joey wasn't playing, but the, before they lost to Newcastle in the GF, the last time they played the Knights, they beat him 40 nil. Wow. But Joey wasn't playing. Joey wasn't in that one. No, Bezzy was halfback. So they, they obviously had to shift everything around a bit, but still... It was in Newcastle as well, so... In Newcastle. And I mean, like... Oh, wait, no, it wasn't. It was in power. Is that power? Still. Still. Fucking impressive. Incredible stuff. Now, we go from 2001. Obviously a tough year. Well, a great year for Parramatta fans, but with a very, very tough finish. Uh, and we fast forward to 2005 for the Parramatta Eels. Now... As I said off the top, 2005 was an incredible year. We had one of the great fairy tales of all time. Scotty Prince, Benji Marshall, Robbie Farrell, Brett Hodgson, Timmy Sheens leading the West Tigers to a premiership there. They defeat the North Queensland Cowboys, who've got a pretty special story as well. They obviously lost in the prelim final the year before to the Chooks, came all the way back, got to the grand final. Jonathan Thurston, he takes out the Dalian medal in his first year as a North Queensland Cowboy. And you're looking at both of these sides going... Fuck, they're so young, they're so inexperienced, and they're doing this. These two teams could dominate the next few years. And that was after the grand final. Three weeks before the grand final, you're going, fuck, who on earth is going to beat the Parramatta Eels or the St. George Illawarra Dragons? Uh, they were incredible. They were one and two, I believe. Parramatta won the um, minor premiership. Minor. So, that, so they won that in 2001 as well, obviously. Yeah. So 2001, minor premiership. 2005, minor premiership. And it is interesting when you have a look at this 2005 Parramatta side. I mean, you would sort of assume that when you're in a grand final in 01, 05, a couple of years later, your team would be pretty similar. And there are a couple of guys that are still in this team. But, mate, the vast majority is a very different side. I'll take you through it. Wade McKinnon at fullback. Luke Burt on one wing. Eric Groth Jr. on the other wing. Benny Smith and Tamana Tahu in the centres. Uh, John Morris and Tim Smith in the halves, so completely new halves. Nathan Kalis still up front. Mark Piggy Riddell in the nine. Paul Stringer up front. Daniel Wagon, Glenn Morrison, and the late Chad Robinson in Jersey 13. Then their bench, PJ Marsh, Dean Wittes, Michael Vella, Adam Peake. Um, mate, PJ Marsh just won't quit, will he? I know, great. Like, I, was just about, I was about to spring that up before. He went back to Parramatta <laughs> and then joined that. Joined that... Um, Join that team. 
Poor so, bastard. Yeah. Good God. Um, and, of course, the coach here once again, Brian Smith. And this one won't count as a grand final loss on his record, but... I will count. We'll it's count not it as, far as a, it's off. counted as a as a missed opportunity for sure. Uh, a massive missed opportunity, and they were great throughout the year. And obviously, the superstar in this team was Timmy Smith, uh, the halfback. This was uh, his debut season. He played twenty six games, scored six tries, pretty handy record. He had four. I think it was forty one yeah, tries. This maybe forty something crazy. Put it, put it in perspective. This was Greg Inglis' debut of the year as well. So, and Tim Smith beat him for rookie of the year. And just to also put it in perspective, a couple of years ago when uh, season 2021, when the new rules came in and South Sydney's left edge was just fucking untouchable and Cody Walker was laying on two to three tries every single game, I think he ended up with 40 try assists as well, didn't he, Matty? Yeah, it was, it was, they were very similar, yeah. So keep in mind when you're watching Cody Walker, who's at the peak of his career at this point, 29, 30, around that mark. He's seen it all. He's playing on the best left edge in rugby league. He's got Adam Reynolds inside him laying the platform and whatnot. Uh, he came up with the same amount of tries in a season where the rules dictated how much easier it was to score points. Tim Smith, in his debut season, did it. And you look at Cody Walker, you go and watch his highlights. Would it be fair to say, Matty, 95% of his tri-assists would have come down that left edge. Oh, 100%. I might even yeah. be going unders there realistically. Um, Tim Smith, you go and watch this season. He's playing both sides of the ruck. He's throwing these ridiculous fucking cutout balls. Uh, that some of the passes, his right to left cutout pass that he used to hit Eric Growth with, unbelievable. Some of the highlights he had throughout this season were insane. And, you know, he's a classic example of a guy I always say that when guys have a huge peak year, you do just need to be careful of the year after because uh, a guy like Tim Smith, not only did it sort of bring him back down to reality, he never really recovered from that 2005 season. Mm. I it mean, was, yeah, he just, it was a such a big peak. Yeah, I, I had him on the podcast probably two years ago now. And, you know, he was just saying that, you know, he's, he's playing in round 15 of 2005 and they're calling him Sterler. Yeah, I mean... It's a, it's a so lesson. by the end of the yeah. year, when he got him all the way to a prelim, I mean, like he, he was the next Sterling, and they just, Parramatta just sat there and went, "Beautiful, we've got our halfback for the next fifteen years." <laughs> As well, like it's a lesson though because they've called someone the next Sterling about a hundred times. A hundred times, yeah. yeah. But I, like for one season alone, if there was going to be one next Sterling, yeah, you would have put your everything you own at the end of two thousand and five on Tim Smith going yeah, on to have one of the great careers. Yeah, for sure. Like it was. And as I said, it was the way he did it. Like, some of the kicks he was putting in, the chip kicks, the cutout balls. Like, like he could just do it all that year, Tim Smith, and then just never managed to find that groove again. Uh, obviously, plays at Parramatta for a couple of years. Uh, ends up going to the Cronulla Sharks under Ricky Stewart for a while. Uh, plays there in 2010. Plays one game in 2011. That all sort of goes to shit. He heads over to the Super League. Um, and very similar sort of story over there. I think, uh, I think he played some good footy over there, but we never saw him get back to that 2005 form. And, you know, when you go through that Parramatta Eels season, did some unbelievable things, some unbelievable games. I believe 2005, that was the year that Piggy Riddell had the great uh, Jerry Maguire celebration Oh, was that 05? Well. Yeah. Oh, how, good, how good was Incredible. that? Incredible. One of the greats. Um, that was at Parramatta Stadium, wasn't it? Was it was at Parramatta yeah. Stadium, yeah. And I, th I think when it happened live, the commentators couldn't work out. What he was actually doing. <laughs> um, obviously, the one in Jerry Maguire was a little bit more theatrical. But uh, Piggy Riddell, one of the greats, Matty. Oh, just an ornament of the game, Piggy Absolute Riddell. Ornament, like, yeah. seriously, what a, what a, just, the, just the goal kicking thing. 
man, with the arm. So good. There's, there's a couple of like cult heroes in this team. Obviously, he's one, uh, Mark Adele. Another one, Eric Growth. Yeah. You want to play for the Kangaroos or do you want to go sing in your band? <laughs> Fuck it. I'll go play in my band. I've got so much respect for him. It's not even funny. And you quite often see, you know, you got to remember as well, like his father, when we talk about the greater, greatest wingers of all time, slept on unbelievably the stuff he used to be. Funnily enough, nicknamed the Guru, the OG Guru, the original and the best Guru by far and away. Uh, Eric Groth's dad was an absolute freak. And for Eric Groth Jr. to come through as a winger for Parramatta, people forget, like, he he played State of Origin. He played for the Kangaroos. I'll never forget that night that he – I think he started at the Roosters, Eric Groth, originally. Yeah, I think he did. That, yeah, he did. Yeah, there's an old story that he tells when he was younger. Uh, Justin Hodges was at the Roosters, and they were actually um, roommates – and Eric Groth tells a story that he said to Hodjo after a game or at training one day, Hodjo had a crack at someone, pushed him in the face or something. And Eric Groth said to him, why do you do that shit? And Hodjo's just like, oh, it's just how I get over the top of people. And Eric Groth said to him, fuck, if you ever do that to me, I'm going to absolutely <sighs> belt the shit out of you. And of course, a few years later, they're playing each other in State of Origin. Hodjo goes at him and Eric Groth <laughs> backed it up, <laughs> went at I him. <laughs> one of the classic little origin fights there, just one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Or yeah, he 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 went to the Roosters because he started at the Eels, and then yeah. I think he had, I think he started really well, and then I think he might have injured his knee or something. Like something happened, and then he kind of fell out of favour um, because of his injury, and then yeah, went to the Roosters, and then went back. So something like that. Yeah, he, he, it's a good story though. So who else was a cracking player in this Parramatta side? Back rower Glenn Morrison. He obviously went up to the Cowboys a little bit later as well. Very underrated, very talented guy. Uh, but Matty, I'm sure he'll be one of your favourites as too. Obviously played a lot of footy for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And uh, yeah. I I would honestly put him up there as one of my favourite players to watch. Big Dean Witters. Oh. How fucking talented was he? He was so skillful, Dean Witters. And yeah, I, I loved I loved when he was at the Rabbitohs. He was so good. Such a good player. I believe he is coaching the South Sydney girls side. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It was last yeah. year anyway. I'm yeah. pretty sure he was. Um, yeah, God, he was talented. And, like, you look at, like, the amount of positions he played and everything, like, oh. it, it, like he, he'd jump out in the centres and you, you just look at him and go, oh, I don't know about it. He's probably too big for the centres. But then he would just burn people. Yeah, crazy. He's he like, so he, 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 like he, he always looked like the dad that you'd bring down to um, touch footy or whatever, and all of a sudden he'd just fucking snap into action. He'd absolutely give it to everyone. He was good as well. Like, when he came to South, he, he came in the year that, like, the year before we'd won three games, and then he was, like, a real big part of taking us to the finals that year, first final series since 1989. Obviously, it coincided with, obviously, Russell Crowe coming in. I think that might have been Roy Stars' first year as well, but, um, yeah, Dean Witters played a huge role in that in that year. And you have a look throughout his career. He played 148 games coming off the bench, right? Mm. And like, not because he was a bat, just simply because he could cover fucking everything. And he's the sort of guy that you'd bring him on for 15, 20 minutes. If he just needed something to happen, you'd bring Dean on, he'd create something. But you have a look, the rest of his career, he played 11 games at centre, 20 games at 5'8", 16 games in the back row, 25 at lock. Put it this way, in that 2070 for South, he started his first four games on the bench, then played one game a second row, then played like three months of lock, then played on the bench, and then in the most important game, they put him at centre in the qualifying final. Wow. <laughs> Fuck, he got played team winners. What a champion. Um, and, you know, we've obviously mentioned on a number of occasions throughout this show and other shows how much premierships matter when you look back at the legacy of players. John Morris, the 5'8 for the Parramatta Eels. Yeah. I, One of the great trivias of all time, and you say to people, name me, you know, all the guys that played 300. People forget Johnny Morris, Johnny Mirrors Morris every time. One of the great nicknames of all time they gave him in Newcastle. <sighs> you know why, Matty? Why's that? 
couldn't walk past a mirror without looking at it, though, I reckon. Really? Yeah. I mean, Great enigma. Yeah. He's, he's, I think he's at South at the moment, and I can see why. He's, he's a very good looking. Rooster. He's good looking bloke, but also like keeps himself in good nick. Yeah, and he also looks exactly the same now as he did when he made his debut. I'm going to say 2000, yeah, 2001. Yeah, right. Yeah, great journeyman too. Debuted for the Knights, went to Parramatta, went to the West Tigers, then went to the Cronulla Sharks and played smack on 300. First well, you know games. what? I actually would get that uh, trivia question right because I was at his 300th game. It was against South, and it was. Easily the worst game I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> it was the Asadi year for the Sharks, and South were killing it, but they they played terribly and won eighteen nil at Shark Park. It was the worst. It was just the biggest bludger of a game I've ever been to. But that was Johnny Morris's three hundredth, and he's an interesting one too. Like he he was in that that Newcastle Knights two thousand and one side. He he played mm. six games that year. Didn't well, feature in the grand yeah, final. Yeah, look at Joey's highlights. The one Joey's banana kicking to is John Morris. That's his first ever try. I was just is about it? to say that. He's wearing, I think he's wearing jersey sixteen. Yeah. And Joey does and that was the first time we'd seen the banana kick too. Yeah. I remember so everyone good. just sitting there going, it was like in our um semi pro when they do the alley oop for the first time. Everyone <laughs> just went, What the fuck <laughs> just happened? Uh yeah. Johnny Morris catches it. He comes off his right foot and he sort of scoots back in. Um champion player, but once again, I think Plays 300 games. People forget that all the time. Yeah. Uh, and without that premiership, there isn't really a moment you remember John Morris for. I sort of look at him and go, fuck, he was the perfect Band-Aid for every team he was ever in. Yeah. You needed a halfback, a six, a nine, whatever it might be. Perfect. You need a 14. Sorted. It's funny. He only coached half a year, but I almost remember him as a coach now. I, yeah, I won't get into that because that upsets oh, that me to bullshit. even talk about. That was such bullshit. Cronulla have made the right decision in hindsight, and Craig Fitzgibbon's done incredibly well, well but- I mean, yes, with Fitzgibbon, but I don't. I still don't know why they sacked him so early. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I agree on that. It's a bizarre little one. In saying that, great for you guys, mate. Oh, I'm stoked we got Johnny Morris. It's yeah, fantastic. he's an unreal guy to have on board. Um, now, that Parramatta Eels side, minor premiership, they are red-hot favourites to take on the Dragons in the 2005 Grand Final, who are, by the way, the Dragons side. Uh, I'll just oh. get that up quickly as well before we do talk about this Parramatta side and how it all fell apart. But that Dragons team of 2005... Uh, another one of the teams, the great sides to not win a comp. You have a look at the halves, Matt Cooper, Mark Gaznia, Trent Barrett at six. Um, the late Lance Thompson, Mick Ennis, Justin Paul, Dean Young, Sean Timmons, uh, a cracking side. And of course, coached by Nathan Brown. Another little what if there. If Nathan Brown would have won a premiership in 05, I think that was maybe second or third year as a head coach. I think it was his second year. Uh, things could have been very, very different there. Uh, but, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And I remember being out there for this game as well. The Paramount Eels taking on the North Queensland Cowboys to get into the grand final. I think it was the night before or two nights before, I think the Friday night, the West Tigers upset the St. George Illawarra Dragons at the SFS. One of the greatest, greatest games of all time. Benji Marshall scores this incredible try off the scrum. I think it was the first try of the game. Yeah. Gets the ball and just sort of shows, shows, real touch footy sort of stuff went through just about. I think he went through untouched. Yeah, untouched, yeah. Pretty close through. It's funny, so... um, 
couple of years later, seven years later in 2012, the Tigers were playing at Allianz on a Sunday Arvo game against Rabbitohs. And they, they it was a heritage round, so they playing with the, the brown ball and playing in the Western Magpul got Pies jersey. Benji Marshall, off the scrum, did the exact same thing, except last second he passed it to Tim Moulton. Timmy Moulton. It was just marvellous stuff. You just gave me flashbacks. I, I thought you were going to talk about um, a different game. That moment, the one, the try that Benji scored against South where you were wearing like oh. that, that minty jersey. Yeah. And yeah, he, so and he shows and he freezes and then he big gooseys yeah, through the off line. off the scrum. Yeah, that was Vintage sick as well. And, and it's funny, Tigers were actually wearing their Harry's jersey. Yeah, that's, that, yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's the exact try I thought you were about to talk about. Um, but yeah, the, the West Tigers, they'd upset the St. George Illawarra Dragons on the Friday night. Tigers into a grand final, unbelievable scenes. Then you've got this game, Parramatta and the, St. Jo- Parramatta and, uh, the North Queensland Cowboys. And it's one of those moments where you go, Parramatta's got to win two games, but they're red-hot favourites to win this premiership now. Now the yeah. Dragons are out of their way. They are red-hot favourites to win. And I said earlier that Tim Smith, he had this incredible combination with Eric Growth, chip kicks, cutout balls, all, all this sort of stuff that was unbelievable. And I remember talking to Tim Smith, and he said that in the first 10, 10 or 15 minutes of that game, it was reasonably close to start or whatever, he throws a cutout ball to Eric Growth that he said it just – he looked, he saw the opportunity. It was exactly like, exactly like every other time throughout the season, Matty, and he lands it through this ball. And I can't remember, it went over the sideline, it fell short, whatever happened. But it just, he said, as soon as he threw that, he thought, oh, today's different. Yeah, it, it was just one of those days for yeah. Parra. And do you remember the lead up? How, because Hindmarsh, obviously, close to their best player. Obviously, Tim Smith was the best player that year, but Hindmarsh did his knee, I think. And, right. and he was like 50 50 to play. And I remember he was, and I read his book as well, like he was a chance to play. I think the day before the game, he was a chance to play. And then people would come out, were coming out and saying, oh, don't risk him because like we can win without him and then get him through to the grand final. And they didn't just lose. They got pumped. They, got, they lost 29 nil. No, they got absolutely. So I, yeah, you're right. Nathan Almost didn't play. I didn't even remember that. Mm. Yeah, that they got absolutely pounded in this game. Um Great Cowboys side too. Matty Bowen, Ty Williams, Josh Hannay, Paul Bowman, Matt Singh. Didn't it feel like Josh Hannay and Paul Bowman were the centres for about 35 years That's for the Cowboys? That's all I remember for the Cowboys. And even Matty Singh on the wing. Matty and Singh. Ty Williams. Yeah, you're right. Fuck that. That is what I would say. I would call like the vintage Cowboys Vintage back line. Cowboys, yeah. That's, that's the back line there. Wow. Uh, Jonathan Thurston at halfback. Justin Smith, he jumped in at 5'8 that day because Brett Furman went to the bench. Uh, front row, Paul Rahihi, Shane Tronk, Aaron, Shane Tronk, uh, Aaron Payne, uh, Steve Southern, Luke O'Donnell, lunatic, oh, Travis Norton right. at 13. Then on the bench, uh, Fayumu, Mitch Sargent, and Rod Jensen. Uh, yeah, this Cowboys team absolutely gave it to them, 29-0. Thurston and Bowen put on a show. Uh, Thurston kicks a field goal at the end, just taking the piss. I'm pretty sure it was off his left foot, off balance <laughs> in all sorts, and there was no pressure on him whatsoever. It really summed up that moment. Uh, yeah, Parramatta. I've had some close calls. 0-1, obviously the most disappointing, but Jesus Christ, 0-5, it gets slipped on as far as – well, I'm sure by Parramatta fans it doesn't. I guess because um, they didn't actually make the final. I reckon that's why. Yeah. And, and also because the Dragons – in quotation marks, choked as well. Um, that p- might overshadow it a little bit too. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see if the if the Dragons did play the Eels in that grand final. I mean, I, I as much as they were the two best teams throughout the season, I don't think it would have been anywhere near as memorable in my opinion. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. When's the last time we've seen like a genuine upset in the grand final? 
on the spot. Um, is it 2000 and... What do you mean, like, 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 like when a real rank outsider wins it? Yeah. Is yeah, it... Well, um, I, wonder, I wonder who would have been favourites, Tigers or Cowboys? That would have, I, prob- yeah. Probably in Sydney, maybe Tigers would have been favourites there. But even still, we're going back. Like maybe Storm Manly, it would have been a dollar eighty two dollars. But I mean, like legit outsiders. Yeah, probably that. We haven't seen one in a while. Put well, it that I way. mean, the, we, we, surely the Cowboys would have been favourites over Brisbane, wouldn't they? Oh, I sorry, sorry. Right. I mean, Brisbane would have been yeah, favourites. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but it would have been tight. It would have been tight. Right. Yeah. yeah, but like a full on legit upset because we saw like we got two in three years in two thousand one, two thousand three. Yeah. 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 I, none. There's no other ones that are really springing to mind for me anyway since then. So, yeah, it probably was back then. Uh, yeah, Parramatta Eels fans, fuck we feel for you. Uh, your loyalty is unmatched. Uh, and as we said, I think, it, as you said before, Matty, really stood out for me at the live show. I couldn't believe how passionate oh, – no, oh, it didn't shock me how passionate they were, but just how many Parramatta Eels fans there were there. Yeah, I, as I said, I jumped on the bandwagon as soon as I started having a yarn to all these. It was – it was fantastic, uh, yeah. It was it was surprising, but more surprising that there was just the vast like majority was was para fans. But um, and it's like it's it's hard because like you don't want to say it, but they're losing all these players now. <laughs> like, are, are they going to be the same this year? Yeah, I'm I'm worried. I in saying that they are losing players, but they're also. Like you, you've only got you, know, you got Mitch Moses, Dill Brown, who are just getting more and more mature each year. Going to the grand final will be a lot for them, uh, but they are losing some very, very key players. There's no doubt about Two it. So big, big players. So I am a little bit three, nervous. Yeah. yeah, inside that, mate. Like, like obviously they've had great players since since Sterling and Kenny would, but I would I would love to see Mitch Moses and Dill Brown be the ones to end this drought. Oh, and Gutho sure. as well. I'd love to see those three be the ones. Yeah, this group of players. I hope they can break the drought for sure. Yeah, yeah they're, they're para are slowly becoming my, like I don't really have a second team, but like I'd, I'd be one of the most happy if they won for sure. Yeah, fair shout. Best of luck to you, Eels fans. Hopefully uh, hopefully it comes to an end soon. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us once again on the off season. Uh, we'll have more episodes coming later this week and we'll also be going through a couple more 2023 best 17s. Uh, we'll be going through two sides there. We'll let you know who we're getting stuck into. Uh, if you're on YouTube, guys, subscribe. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, come over to YouTube, type in Rugby League Guru, subscribe there. Plenty more content coming to the off season. Cheers, legends. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.